with me on your phone or in your Bible, Gospel of Luke, chapter 5, and we're going to be reading in verse 27. We'll read down through verse 31. So if you're able, would you stand with me? This is in honor of God's book. We recognize this isn't just words. This is God's revealed truth for our lives. Let's declare it out loud together. Here we go. After this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector by the name of Levi sitting at his tax booth. Follow me, Jesus said to him. And Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. Then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house, and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, who belonged to their sect, complained to his disciples, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered them, It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Let's pray. Lord, we just want to pause and first of all say thank you. Thanks for getting uh, Dr. Luke to get this down exactly as you planned. Thanks for inspiring him through your spirit, the third person of the Trinity. And we want to welcome that very same spirit today in your church. Would you come and meet us today and prompt us to action? It's likely the last thing that most of us need is more information, more facts about your word. We, we Lord, instead need to be nudged to be doers. So would you do that today? And all the church family at Walloon Lake said with one unified voice, Levi, or you might know him better as Matthew, the writer of the first gospel in our Bibles, was a Jew who worked for the hated, despised Romans. They were occupiers of uh, the land of Israel at this time, and they were the hated enemy. And the only thing that was hated and despised more then the Romans were Jews who were working and compromising and the Jews thought were traitors and had betrayed their own people by being used. And, and they were cooperators. And, and again, tax collectors would be hated folks number one. Not much has changed, has it? Anyway... Uh, Tax collectors typically were very wealthy. They could collect as much as they could get. Uh, so they took in more than they needed, and the Jews hated them even more. Verse 27, this is interesting. Jesus, walking by Matthew's tax booth, cashier's booth, if you will, looks straight at Levi, looks straight at Matthew, and he says, look at verse 27, follow me. Come, follow me. And Levi gets up from his, his booth, his cash cow, his tax-collecting booth, and follows Jesus. Now, I think you need to understand what exactly did he just leave. He left his job. <laughs> really well-paying 
job. As in, likely nobody else in the area had as good a paying job as Levi did. He left his retirement. He left his bank account. He leaves his friends. He leaves his associates behind. He leaves everything and follows Jesus. Matthew is all in. You understand? There's no plan B. I I promise you, when he got up and left, there was someone who was thrilled to take his spot. You understand? You mean I can actually be wealthy and I can have this, this wonderful, they thought they hit the lotto. Someone went over and immediately grabs that spot. Now look at verse 29, Luke 5. Levi holds a great banquet at his house. Great banquet at Matthew's house. And it says there was a large crowd there, which, which implies to us he really was wealthy because he had such a large house that he was able to have a large crowd come and have a banquet in honor of Jesus. Do you understand? The focus of Levi's life now is Jesus. He's all in. And this is a representation, uh, go ahead, put it up there, of, of the crowd that would have gathered, and now he's got this large crowd of his associates, former tax collectors, and all the people who were considered unclean, sinners, gathered at Levi's house. These were his old friends. These were the people that he rubbed shoulders with. And, and the Jews would have considered all of these people unclean. Sorry, you're not welcome in the temple. You're not welcome to rub shoulders with us. He wanted all of his old friends and his family, tax collectors, sinners, to know this Jesus that he'd left everything to follow. That's the significance here. So, so he says to this large crowd, I want you to come to my house and I want you to see and I want you to hear from this Jesus who's changed my life. So he's got this large crowd there. And of course, the religious leaders, the Jews, they're not happy. They, they, they see Jesus and he's, he's eating and associating and touching tax collectors and sinners. And, and, and they say to the disciples of Jesus, are you sure he's the Messiah? You say he's the Savior, the promised one? Why is he in the company of a bunch of tax collectors? He must not realize that he's banqueting with a bunch of sinners. He can't really be the Messiah, right? Look at verse 31. Here's what Jesus says in response to their complaint. I didn't leave the glory of heaven. I didn't take on human form and come to earth to those who think they're just fine spiritually. That's not why I came to earth. I didn't come for people who think they don't have a sin problem. They think they're fine without me. They are not the ones that I've come to earth for. Verse 32, I've come to earth to rescue those who realize they're sinners. I've come to earth 
for people who recognize they have a sin problem and are willing not just to lay in the sin, but are willing to do the U-turn, to repent and come and follow me. Those are the people who need forgiveness of sins, who need new life found only in me, Jesus says, that's why I came to earth. Jesus was all about reaching sinners. Do you know that? His mission was, I'm coming for those who, who understand I'm sick spiritually and I need what you did for me on the cross. I need your shed blood, Jesus. I need that empty tomb and the power represented there. Jesus' agenda was reaching sinners. Jesus' mission was reaching out to them with the message of the cross and the shed blood and the empty tomb. That's what he was all about. And I would argue, if that's the mission and the agenda of Jesus, shouldn't that be our mission? Shouldn't that be our agenda? Awful quiet, so I'm going to give you another run at that, okay? So, so if that was the mission and the agenda of Jesus, to reach out to sinners, people who are in need of rescuing from their sin and forgiveness and new life, if that was the agenda and the mission of Jesus, shouldn't that be our mission as well, an agenda? Yeah, it, it just makes sense. It, it, of course, his agenda needs to be our agenda. Okay, those of you who have the cards, ushers and others, would you please stand right now? I'd like to get uh, everybody to have one of these cards in their hands at this time. We're going to be taking this idea from Levi, Matthew, who wanted all the people around him to know about Jesus, who he was all in on. So he holds this great banquet and he invites lots of sinners to come and eat and hear from Jesus. So as you get your card, here's what I challenge you to do. Would you start thinking right now, who are the people in my life who are in desperate need of Jesus? Lord, would you make it clear who are my family members? Start there. Who are my neighbors? Who are the co-workers, my boss, my friends, my fellow students if you're in school, my teachers, my teammates if you're playing sports, maybe your coaches, maybe the parents of the teammates of your child. Who are the people around me that you're, fear, you're fairly sure they're, they're far from Jesus? You've got some spots here. Write their names down. I want to encourage you to do that, would you? And I know I put 10, and I actually uh, had so much words, we ate away four spots, so I apologize. That was my bad. But if you need 10, uh, you got lots of room, or on the back of your card, you can uh, certainly put more than six if you need to. Uh, I realize we're not called to judge. Some of you are saying, oh, I'm not sure I want to. You're right, but we are called to be fruit inspectors. And I think as we look at people's lives around us, I think we're called to inspect fruit. And fairly quickly, you can say, you know what, from the fruit that I'm seeing, 
I'm pretty sure they're far away from Jesus. So I'm going to write their name down, and and I'm going to get that on my card, Lord, because you're nudging and whispering and prompting that right now. Now, why, why, why the card? Why have this tool? Give me your eyes. I can't tell you how many times I launch into sharing about Jesus with people and never thought to pray for him first. Everybody got a card? Anybody need a card? Right? Need, need some cards right here, Mike. Thank you. Um, and when we head off and, and we're talking about Jesus, do you know Jesus? Have you said yes to Jesus, sharing our testimony before we've prayed? I, I would argue we're putting the cart before the horse. I, I would argue that we haven't laid the proper foundation. And I've even challenged you so many times on Sundays. You need to share about Jesus. Share your testimony, what Jesus has done in your life. And, and I just want to say, I recognize this is where we need to begin. We need to lay the foundation beginning with prayer. Um, it's critical. It's essential. So now everybody got a card? Everybody in the balcony got one? Okay. Would you just start saying, Lord, I'm, I'm ready. And, and even right now, as I'm talking, if the Lord brings people to mind, go ahead and write their name right down there, okay? I'm pretty sure this person is, uh, is in need of you, Jesus. I'm pretty sure. And you have managed to get them into my life. As I walk through life, they're in my life. Uh, I'm going to write some names down as you make them clear. Now, here's what I'd like to do. I want to take just a few moments, and I want to work through those 10 biblical issues that we're supposed to be praying about for the people whose names you write down. So I don't, I don't just want to pray. I want to pray things that are rooted in God's Word. Do you understand? So when we pray that's in alignment with God's book, that's where the power is because I'm praying things straight from that I know are biblical because we got verses, and I promise you, you can look them up. Uh, But I want to work through these 10 a little bit with you. Uh, Lord, I pray that you might draw, and I'm going to use my guy's name, and his name is Bill. Okay, That's not really his name. I got somebody in mind, but he's got a different name. But I'm going to call him Bill. I want you to draw Bill to yourself, Lord, John 6, verse 44. Now, here's what you need to know. John 6, says, unless the Father draws somebody, they're not coming. They're not coming to Jesus Christ. So, first place to begin praying is, I'm praying, this is a fishing term. Uh, in biblical days, they fished with nets. And I'm going to pray that, Lord, you might get Bill into your net. Draw Bill into your net. And I'm going to start praying that specifically for Bill. I'm going to pray as if Bill's life depends on it. Second, Acts 17, 27. Uh, I'm going to pray that Bill seeks to know you. Uh, Bill's eyes right now are shut. They're closed. He's blind towards you, Lord. And I'm praying, Lord, that you'll... Open the eyes of Bill's heart and his mind about you. I'm praying that he'll 
suddenly desire to know you, Lord, Acts 17, 27. Third, um, and I pray that Bill might hear and believe the word of God and accept it for himself. You, you understand that? That's straight out of Scripture. 1 Thessalonians 2 and verse 13. That he'll not only hear it, but he'll have the faith to believe that word and accept it and receive it as yours. Number four. You guys are getting something last service didn't get? I forgot four. I went straight to five. Okay? So here we go. Number four. I'm asking... Lord, that you might prevent Satan from blinding Bill from the truth. You know that Satan loves to blind people, and they're hearing truth, but he's kind of grabbing it and, and blinding Bill from the truth of, of Jesus. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 4, 2 Timothy 2. Lord, I'm praying that wouldn't happen in Bill's life. Already ahead of time, and you understand what we're doing? We're praying biblically, and we're praying specifically. A lot of times, here's our prayer. Lord, everybody that I walk by and I'm around today, would you please save them? Amen. I would suggest that prayer, uh, although might be coming from a good place, uh, probably isn't going to be very effective. It's when we pray specifically, and, and I'm suggesting plug the names of your people. I'm praying Lord, that Bill might have uh, truth that doesn't get snatched away. Number five, um, Holy Spirit, I'm asking that you might convict Bill of his sin. John chapter 16. Uh, why is it important that Bill understands he's a sinner? Give me your eyes. Because if you don't realize you're a sinner, why on earth would you need Jesus in your life? You understand if you don't realize that I'm a sinner and I'm in need of forgiveness of sins and I'm in need of what Jesus did for me on the cross, uh, until you get the fact that you're a sinner, you don't need Jesus. Why would I need him until I get the fact uh, sin is separating me from God and only Jesus on the cross has the only cure for what I need? Number six. Uh, Matthew 9, Lord, would you send somebody to share the gospel with Bill? Lord, would, would you send uh, someone, and, and Lord, you can count me and use me, but don't just use me, Lord. You bring other people who are ambassadors and missionaries and people. You bring other people to Bill who will talk about you. you. You need to understand most people, before they become followers of Jesus, give me your eyes, they need to hear eight to ten times clearly what the gospel is all about. So, yeah, you might be the first one, and then you might uh, share the seventh one, but they're going to need other people sharing. And, and it's a group sort of a thing. Usually, the Lord uses a group of people to reach Bill. So, Lord, would you bring others to reach Bill that I'm praying for right now? Number seven. And, and oh, by the way, now I'm going to pray for me because, Lord, would you give me the opportunity and make it clear when that opportunity, when that door is open? Lord, would you give me courage? How many, if you're going to share about Jesus, are going to need some courage? Anybody besides me? Yeah. You know what? I, I'm, 
paid to be good, and it scares me. I promise, you know. You guys are good for nothing, and it scares you. But I'm telling you, it's courageous. It takes boldness. Lord, give me the right words to share the truth with Bill. Colossians 4, Ephesians 6, number 8. Lord, I'm praying that Bill would be ready to do the U-turn. That's a bold thing. I'm praying, Lord, that he would, as he hears the truth and he understands what you're all about, Jesus, forgiveness of sins, new life, I'm praying that he won't just stand there and hold on tight to his sin and all of his goofiness. I'm praying that he'll turn, do the U-turn, repent, and follow you. Number nine, uh, Lord, I'm praying that Bill would put all of his trust in Jesus, that he'll believe and put his faith and his confidence in Jesus alone, John 1, 12, John 5 and verse 24. And finally, this, this is, wow, I'm praying that Bill would confess Jesus, uh, that he would actually say yes, and that the gospel in Jesus would take root in his life, and that Jesus would grow in Bill's life, and that he would grow and he'd start becoming a follower with fruit on him as he follows you. And you see that found in Romans 10 in, verse Luke, in Luke chapter 8. So, let me say it again. Who's the Lord prompting you to write some names down? Would you do that even right now? Lord, as you whisper to me, somebody, somebody in my life, uh, make it clear and, and I'll write their name down. Because there's power when we pray biblically. These ten things straight from God's book. When I pray specifically for people. One more thing. Lord, help me to pray regularly for these people. There's power when I don't just do it once, but I'm going to pray regularly, uh, persistently, periodically for the people that you're putting on my heart right now. And then, here's, here's what you got to do. You got to put this card someplace where you're going to regularly, daily come in contact with it, okay? So I don't know if you want to tape it on the mirror, you know, where, where you brush your teeth and brush your hair. You're going to see the card. Uh, put it on your desk somewhere. Put it in your car. And, and before you hit your Spotify or your iTunes, no, Lord, I'm going to pray first before I listen to my music, or like me, I'm telling you where I'm going to put mine. I'm going to put it, we got magnets on the fridge. So that's guaranteed. I'll look at that card lots, okay? So put it somewhere where regularly you won't forget. I need to pray for Bill like his life depends on it. Because <laughs> it does. Because it does. So here's the challenge. Begin now. May 20th, I'm going to pray. I'm going to work through these biblical issues, uh, and, and I'm going to pray by name for Bill. You uh, pray for the names of the people the Lord's prompting you to get down, and I'm going to pray regularly. Boy, if you could do this daily starting now, that's powerful. But if you're not able to do it daily, okay, do it every other day. Do it Twice a week, I would, I would encourage you at least once a week, please consider praying. I'm going to pray specifically. I'm going to pray biblically. I'm going to pray regularly. And then, and then on Friday 
August 17th, we as a church, we're going to host a great banquet. We're going to follow Levi's lead, okay? And here we go, drum roll, please. Ready? Go right ahead. Here's what is going to happen on Friday, uh, August 17th. We're going to have a pig roast barn party. Want to say it with me? We're going to have a pig roast barn party. Right. Pretty simple night. It's not going to be very complicated. We're going to eat lots of pig, okay? We, we are literally uh, going to roast an entire pig eating high on the hog. Then Pastor Andy is going to have a band playing quality Jesus-focused music done with excellence. And then I'm going to share about Jesus and the cross and the empty tomb and the gift of salvation for about 15, 20 minutes. Not going to be long. Not going to ask anybody to come and kneel, but we are going to share very clearly that night about Jesus, forgiveness of sins, what Jesus offers, new life in him. So here's more details. I would encourage you, write, write down some of these details right now. Friday, August 17th, get it on your calendar because if you don't, something else will come up. This is before football season starts, y'all. 6 to 9 p.m., and we have the Monti Barn in Petoskey reserved. And we're going to have tickets available sometime mid-July. Now, what's the key to this being a success? What's the key for this uh, bearing much fruit? You ready? It's for us to right now, you and I, to lay the right foundation. That we pray biblically, and again, we'll have extra cards out on the table. Uh, I'm going to pray biblically. I'm going to pray specifically for the people, Lord, that you're putting on my heart. And I'm going to pray regularly starting right now for them. We we've literally have, uh, we've got May, June, July. You've got three months to be praying. I'm going to pray as if their life depended on it. It's going to be exciting to see how the Lord uses this to bring in a harvest for His church, for His kingdom, for His glory. And I'm telling you, when you start with a foundation of prayer, powerful things happen. So, here's, here's my question. What do you think? Are, are you up to the challenge? Are, are you up to it? You, you, you think that you could actually write some names down and then begin with the foundation of prayer? Praying as if the people on my list, as if their lives depend on it. Because they do. Bow your heads. Shut your eyes as we... Uh, close right now. Lord, thank you for coming to earth for sinners like us, like me, like Jeff. And I'm asking, Lord, that you might give us eyes to see the people that you've placed around us who are lost, whose eternal lives are at risk. Would you, would you help us to see the people around us in that way? 
And I'm praying, Lord, that today we might be willing to commit to the hard work of praying biblically, specifically by name, regularly, for the people whose names we put on this list. And Lord, I'm praying that many folks that we write down right now, today, might show up on Friday, August 17th at the Pig Roast Barn Party. So I pray even now that as we lay the foundation of prayer, that they'll be ready to hear and receive the good news of Jesus, ready to say yes to Jesus and the cross and the empty tomb and forgiveness of sins and new life found in your son Jesus. So here's where the rubber hits the road. How many of you are up to the challenge? How many of you would say, you know what, I got some names. They're either already on the card or I'm going to get them on the card when I get a pen in my hand. And I'm willing to say, yeah, Lord, I'm willing to pray biblically. I'm going to work through these, these biblically rooted matters. I'm going to pray by name specifically for these people, and I'm going to pray regularly for them. How many would say, Lord, count me in. I'm I'm up to the challenge. If that's you, grab your card, and I just want you to hold up that card to the Lord and say, see this card, Lord? I'm in. That's me. That card and those names or the names I'm going to get on that card That's me, and I just want you to know you can count on me. I'm in. I'm going to pray biblically for them. I'm going to pray specifically for them. I'm going to pray regularly for them as if their lives depended on it. Anybody else? Balcony? Anybody's card up there? Yeah. Yeah. You just keep holding your card up. I want to pray for each of you with your hands up with the card, and you're holding that up before the Lord. Lord, would you work powerfully? through each card and each person holding. This is just a tool, but Lord, the power of prayer represented in that card is powerful. So would you use our hearts and our willingness to commit right now to pray? And Lord, would you use our faith and as we call out by name these people you've put in our path, Lord, would you prepare the ground? <laughs> would, would you get them ready to become, many of them, followers of your son, Jesus? We look forward to how you're going to use us, how you're going to use this tool in the coming weeks and months. It's in the mighty name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray all these things. Amen. Put your card down.